Hey everyone, this is Molly Zachary. Welcome to my podcast, The Gallery Intention. Here you will find a collection of stories, conversation, and creative endeavors that will keep you inspired and connected to an uplifting community. Discover new creative content, get energized to take the next step in your creative journey, and be encouraged by others who are walking right beside you. So let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. I'm so glad you're here. Today, I have an interview from Rosie Strom, a small town baker. I'm super excited to share this with you all. I did some design work for Rosie several years ago when she started her first storefront, and she just has a super sweet heart and a lot of insight with her business, being a mom, and just everything in between. So here she is. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is fun. My first podcast. Ooh, that's exciting. (laughs) Um, To start off, do you want to quick introduce yourself, who you are, and what your business is? Yeah, sure. Okay, so I'm Rosie Strom, and my business is Sweet Rosie's, um, located here in rural Kansas. Sabetha, Kansas is the town. Um, I have been baking for people since the fall of 2013 and transitioned into a storefront in the fall of 2018 and now transitioning into my own store and hopefully opening up here pretty soon but I'm just trying to make sure that I'm enjoying the process as much as I can and this summer I took time to travel and invest in my kids a little bit because that was lacking quite a bit for the last three years of the craziness of the first storefront. But yeah, I have three kids. I have a high schooler, a middle schooler, and an elementary. That's how it's going to be up until my high schooler graduates. I will be transitioning out of middle school to high school and out of elementary to middle school. So I will have all of that happening in one spring. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm like, (laughs) that's going to be a crazy spring. But, But no, yeah, other than that, just, yeah. I've gotten so used to, like, the whole mom business entrepreneur thing that it's sometimes I am like yeah I'm you know just a mom and then I'm like no I'm not but then I'm like oh you know it's like that whole like trying to find that identity you know kind of and yeah you know and balancing that out yeah and just trying to embrace all of the different hats that you wear so yeah 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 I definitely want to touch a little bit more on that um later on as we're talking especially like the balancing part or if you if it's more intertwined or just how you work that out being a mom and an entrepreneur. But first, do you want to talk a little bit about how you started baking and doing what you love? Okay. I pretty well grew up in a culture of baking. My mom did not really buy any store-bought snacks until I was maybe older into like closer to like higher elementary almost into middle school because then I had like older brothers and they needed stuff for like summer lunches and she couldn't keep up otherwise she just I mean she baked a lot and so I grew up watching her bake and then my grandparent my grandmas they baked And my um, great aunts, you know, everybody just around me baked. And so it wasn't anything foreign to me to 
watch my mom bake bread or angel food cakes or anything like that. But I never really set out to be a baker. Like that wasn't ever anything of a dream or a goal for me. So I think that I resisted baking for other people when I was asked. So in 2013, no, in the summer of 2012, I was pregnant with our third kid. And I made some caramel pecan rolls for um, a mom's group. And there were some ladies that really liked it, and they wanted me to come over and do the whole, like, baking process with them. And so we did that, and it was a lot of fun. And, And then into that fall and into that spring, there was just a group of friends that were like, you really need to sell these, you really need to bake for people. And for me... I didn't want to do it because I I viewed it as I wouldn't make any money at it. Mm-hmm. I just felt like it was going to be a lot of hard work, a lot of dishes, a lot of standing, and the pay and the return wasn't going to be that great. But, you know, they were like, no, you just you really need to do this. And so I thought, okay, well, if I do this, I'm for sure going to make money because obviously I'm not doing this just to do it because this is going to be time taken away from my family you know so I sat down and I figured out what it would cost to just bake a pan of rolls what the initial cost would be and so when I figured that out I said okay so how much money would you know what you know what do you do times it by two you know and then I thought okay well it's really up to me so I set a price and I thought you know what if it works God will open the doors And if it's not supposed to happen, the price is too high and God will close the doors. And so I'm like, okay. So I set my price and I just went for it. And um, that mindset, that framework of thinking like this is the price, you know, I've figured out how much it costs and this is what I'm setting it as. And if it sells, you know, I've, I've really put it in God's hands as far as like that's the faith that I have, that he has built this business, that it's his business, that only he will close this business down when he wants it closed down. And so that's how I just try and keep it. Like, you know, I know that I'm not making a, a huge amount of money, but I know that I'm making money. And that's what was important to me because it's not, I look at it as, I mean, it's, it's not me being greedy. It's me being, I'm saying yes to a job, but then I'm saying no to being like a stay-at-home mom, which... I never really wanted to be anyway, but then that means that there's that, you know, I'm saying no to something else, which would be my kids. So I have to balance that out somewhere as far as like, if I'm going to say yes to this, I need to make it worth my time so that we're not, you know, feeling the brunt of, of everything. So that was really helpful for me to be able to feel comfortable with my pricing and, and be able to move on. And, you know, that's another thing when it's the creative side and it's your product and it's your name. You know, and it's your price. You're putting yourself out there. and Yeah. You know you're going to hear, oh, that's too expensive, or oh, that's not enough. You only charge that. or I mean, you just get a lot, you know, a lot of different opinions. <laughs> yeah, you get everything. Yeah. That is so cool. That's awesome that you did that fairly early on, or like in 2013. I know a lot of artists, including myself, who start off not valuing time very well and not valuing the work and like what you said about saying yes to this saying yes to baking means saying no to a lot of other things and that's something that I think a lot of people don't really realize until 
one or two years later, sometimes multiple years later, when they're drowning and not even realizing, like, all the things that they're saying no to that maybe they shouldn't be saying no to. So that's really cool that you started off right away kind of building those boundaries for yourself. Do you think you stayed within those boundaries pretty well? No, yeah, I don't. <laughs> no? No. Uh, I'm the worst at boundaries. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there, were, there are some things that like, I'm pretty good at as far as boundaries being set. But I think there are times, too, where I say yes to a job knowing that I might be giving up some of my time, but I'm gaining that experience. And so I'm going to mm. say yes to it because I want that experience, but I don't feel like I can maybe price as high because I'm not quite at that level. Like, for example, um, my cakes. I started out pretty low with cakes, and I now have to increase them because not only because of ingredient pricing increasing, but also the level of talent that I'm pushing out is a higher cost. I kind of look at it as I could maybe do, like one weekend I did seven cakes. If I was a little bit higher in price, I could have probably made the same amount of money and did like four cakes, you know? Mm -hmm. And just, just there again, understanding what am I saying yes to and why and what's being involved. So I said yes to seven cakes. So my whole weekend was consumed with those cakes. You know, oh, so yeah. you know, just yes. I'm I'm definitely learning boundaries. I am someone who I'm short notice. I'm sporadic, so I understand when people come to me and they're like, "Hey, do you have anything?" I totally get it, and I'm so happy when I can help them out when it's short notice. But I've also realized that if I'm already stretched to the max, and somebody asks, and I can't do it for them that it's not my monkey, you know, I don't need mm, to take, yes. I don't need to take that on. And, it, and it's not being mean. It's just saying, you know, I just, I can't do it. You know, it's not um, feasible for me to do it at this point. And that has been really good because one thing I want my kids to see is enjoyment in a lot of this. And I think that they've seen me stressed out a lot in mm. some of this. And so... I'm trying to change that focus so it's not me always stressed out for little reasons or big reasons, just, you know, stressing about everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a good point to see. Like, because it's easier for to be on the other side. You know, if you are asking a favor for someone and they say no, in your mind, it's like, oh, that's totally reasonable. It totally makes sense that they can't do it, that they're stretched thin. They should protect their time and their energy. But when it's flipped around, it's so much more difficult sometimes it, to yeah, see that. Yeah. <laughs> you have to, you have to see it in a different perspective. Like, what do my kids see me as, or what? What are other people's perspective of me yeah. in this time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard. So you said you grew up in a culture of baking, which is super cool. I kind of relate a little bit to that with like my mom just making so many different things. So it's not even just a random interest that I found and pursued. It was kind of just growing up in it. And your cakes and your baking is, they're all super artistic. Like I can definitely see the creativity that you have in it. 
Were there other creative pursuits that you had before baking? So I am a true blue creative person. Looking back, I was actually working in an office setting and I'm like, yikes, no. (laughs) Like, this is not me, you know? And so then I was, so then I got pregnant with our, um, must have been our second kid and took a leave. And anyway, so my, my point in this is that realizing that I am very creative makes me kind of step back and look at people differently. Like I like looking at my kids and seeing where their creativeness comes out and where they're logical. You know, like my daughter is very much like my husband and she's very logical. So we always have that good, you know, she kind of looks at me like, oh my word, my mom, you know, just, I'm just kind of flighty or, or something, but we can have a good relationship because I just, I'm okay with that. You know, I'm, I'm okay with being like that because that's who I am. And so it's being true to who I am. So anyway, kind of going back to creative outlets, I started my college career going into interior design, really enjoyed it. I, and the thing that I really loved and probably would have emphasized a lot on is color. I'm a huge color person. I, I really love to study, you know, just the different colors and how you can make colors and what, you know, moods. You know, I pro- like one thing I was really interested in is how color affects the mood. So like when we studied restaurants and the color that they use and why they use it or like for plates or, you know, just the color that surrounds you, like why that's important and how it affects you. So I really transfer that into when I am baking, decorating, or mixing up the the color scheme for a cake. Um, I'm pretty particular in that because I want it to say something. I want it to come out good, you know. So that would have been like kind of the extent of my my creativity as far as like just the interior design part and then learning that. But the other thing I really like to do is tablescapes. And I haven't done this a lot, but I like thinking about parties and how you would design them and what you would what elements you would use and the flowers and so while I was in high school um, I got to work for a really good friend of mine who owned a floral business and that was a lot of fun because I could put floral arrangements together and I did some window designs and stuff like that so I guess I will say that I do I love flowers and I love putting arrangements together that is something that I enjoy doing and last night we went hiking to Indian caves and it's just like tons of wildflowers at this point and I just kept looking around and I was just like oh that would be so pretty like a bouquet and I was like oh that that with that and back there with the purple flower and you know um, I think that's one reason why I really like to do flowers on cakes because it's just kind of my my little favorite thing to do yeah I was gonna say as you're saying all that I definitely can see that in your designs, your cake designs, you use a lot of, or whenever you can, you use a lot of florals, and they're always super beautiful, which I love, because I'm not very good at floral arrangements, so I appreciate looking at everyone who can do yeah. <laughs> arrangements really well. <laughs> they're really I get pretty. that, because one thing I want to master this year is um, actually doing, like, the, uh, the buttercream floral and taking, like, the... Um, the flat palette tool and like and doing like paint not painting on but I think your sister has done it quite a few times 
yeah, yeah. the oil paint yeah. look. I, I think what I'm going to struggle with is that, like, oh, it doesn't look good enough, or that perfectionism, you know, where you're critiquing your own work, but really it looks fine, but then you're seeing, like, all of the flaws, or you think that they're flaws. So I think that's one thing that's kind of stopped me a little bit from just t- kind of taking the plunge, but... Yeah, I mm-hmm. have it down as a goal to do because I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's hard to do new things, like especially when you really appreciate it. I think that's kind of how I am with floral arrangements. You just like love looking at other people who do it really, really well, and then it's kind of hard to take that leap to do it yourself. Because yeah. in the back of and your mind, and not just be super self conscious yeah, about it. Yeah, because in the back of your mind, you're thinking, oh, "How did this person do it? Oh, this is just not good enough." So. Sometimes when I am in the middle of a project, it's just getting into that zone and it's just channeling my inner being and being like, however it comes out, it's going to be me. I'm not worrying about anybody else because I'll get kind of caught up in a project like it's not good enough. I'm not doing this. Oh, this would, you know, it's not going to look good on Instagram. And then I have to stop and say, okay, what's the purpose of the project? It's not about you. It's about the person receiving it. So get into your zone and get it done. But a lot of times I I stop myself because I'm so busy thinking about what this person's going to think or how is it going to turn out or look like or all of those external factors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I totally understand that (laughs) and relate to that a lot with different projects. Okay, so you mentioned earlier about around 2013 you started baking for people and you set your price and you gave it to God saying if it closes it's as well if it stays open it's as well how was that how was like what was your experience having to put that trust in him and not worry and micromanage your business so I definitely think that that is a learning process for sure But Mm -hmm. one reason why I eventually broke down and did start baking was because when I was pregnant with our third kid, the cost to send kids to daycare, I mean, daycare is expensive, which I understand. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's too expensive. I'm just saying that it's, it's a huge amount of money going out with what I felt like I would be bringing in. So my thought was, why would I barely bring anything in? And send my kids to daycare if I could just stay home. And then I'm like, but then we need some additional income. So from that point on, I don't really know when I started praying, but I just started praying that God would give me something to do with my hands. And I wasn't meaning literal. Like, I was just meaning, you know, the, the word hands. I just was praying, you know, just give me something to do that could bring in extra income. And... um when I had this whole baking thing come up, I was like, this is not funny. Like, this is not what I was praying for. Like, <laughs> I'm not doing this. This is, no. Like, I'm like, no. Like, I hate dishes. I hate, well, actually, I don't even, actually, right now, I don't even care anymore. I mean, at the time, I hated dishes. But now it's like, whatever. It's dishes. You just got to get it done and move on, you know. But it just, it's so, it was so stressful for me because it was like, what if people are mean? What if they don't like my food? Or what if they don't tell me the truth? Or you're just, you know, you're putting yourself out there and, you know, and I was like, no, I am not doing this. I mean, that's a, that is actually the first thing that I said 
when I was still praying for something to do and God was like, I'm opening the door for you. And I was like, this is not funny. I mean, that I actually said that out loud. <laughs> like, I am not baking for people. But, um, yeah, I mean, eventually I gave it a try. And, yeah. So did that answer your question? I'm trying to think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Obviously, nothing is easy. But, like, was it pretty easy to keep going as, like, the sales kept coming in? And, like, did it, I guess, reaffirm your choice to start the business as you kept continuing growing your business or did you doubt it a lot throughout the time? Does yeah, that make sense? Yeah, it totally <laughs> does. And you had said something about micromanaging. So I'm an overthinker and that is probably the biggest thing I'm working on. I mean, I have hit my 40s and so I'm looking at it like, okay, in my 40s, what are things I want to do and what are things I want to change? And one big thing that I want to change is overthinking. Like I I, uh, I want to mm-hmm. let go of that, and, and, I, and I wish that I would have realized how much I overthought stuff when I was younger, because I, I think I would have enjoyed this whole process a little bit more, because I, I overthought, and then that leads to stressing out, and then God opens the door in the way, and then you're like, oh, oh yeah, it all worked out. Oh, yeah, I guess he's in control, <laughs> you know, and so I'm like, and so then why did I worry, and why did yeah. I stress, and why was I crying? And, oh, what am I going to do? You know, when three days later, the whole problem is taken care of. And you're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I guess, yeah, that's right. God's in control, you know. Yeah, that's been the biggest process, I think, is just quit overthinking it and daily trust that he has got this. And, you know, I have a plan. I mean, it's general. I mean, I'm getting things more specifically set in stone, like, or written down and and what I want for a plan and where I want to see stuff go. But I also leave it very open for pivoting or whatever, you know, however we need to change up our our business with whatever comes our way. But I think the biggest thing is always remembering that I have to put in my work and I have to do the work and, and I'm reminding myself to enjoy the work and not stress out about, oh, am I doing the right thing? Or are people, what are people going to think? But just to step back and say, just enjoy this process and then allow God to do what he needs to do. And, you know, over and over, he showed me that he's got it. He's taken care of it. That's awesome. Yeah. I liked what you said about planning for the future, but also keeping things open too, and keeping kind of your heart open for whatever pivoting you need to do. And I guess my next question kind of goes back to what we were talking about a little bit at the beginning with being a mom and having kids. How do you balance that, like your family life and your business and being open enough to pivot when you need to or focus on one more than the other when you need to? How has that whole process been in the last seven, eight years? So I have not done a very good job at it. Because I'm kind of an all-or-none person, and so mm-hmm. when I really get into something, I am I am all in, and it's just you know it's you, that's all I focus on, and so then everything else kind of is in my peripheral vision, and a lot of times that that was my kids. Does that make sense? Is that right? Anyway, so mm-hmm. for example, I would be at a volleyball game when we like when the when the 
bakery first opened, this is, this is definitely, the, that was definitely a huge change. But when the bakery first opened, I was maybe at the volleyball game physically, but mentally I was not there. So I was yeah. present as a person, but my brain was off thinking about everything. Now, I think that that is going to happen when you do have a lot of change. I don't, I, you know, I, I think, or, or when you're not used to that change. And so I give myself grace in that situation. But, you know, one thing I realized this summer is through a series of some meditation and, and when you're meditating, how you have to be present while you're meditating, realizing just how not present I am in a lot of situations. And so for me, I don't know if there'll ever be like a balance in a entrepreneur mom work style. But I think what's important for me is when I'm there that I try and be there. So a lot of compartmentalization. Um, Mm -hmm. When I step away, not to think about what I'm stepping away from, but what I'm stepping into and be there, be present. When that's done, what's the next thing? And so a lot of prioritizing has happened this summer. Like, I've really stepped back and looked at this doesn't fall into what fits in our lifestyle right now. So I cross it off the list. And then I look at, nope, this is not falling into what's in our our lifestyle. So I cross it off. And the conversation with my husband is that, you know, there's going to be a lot of things that I'm going to be saying no to because of where my priorities are now. And it's going to affect his life, too, because I'm going to say no for my reason, even though it maybe fits into his priorities. But since we're building this together, you know, as a family, I just feel like these are decisions that have to be made so that we can function as a family and that I don't lose sight of the relationship that I want to have with my kids. So as they get older, they still come and talk to me or can trust me, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all super good, (laughs) super good stuff. Obviously, there is no correct way to balance it. And a lot of times what the right balancing is doesn't look like a spend two hours on this, two hours on that, two hours on this all in one perfect day and repeat that over and over again. A lot of times it's seasons of higher stress and not as much time at home and then summers where you can take that rest and have longer times of meditation and it's just really cool to hear you process through all of that and reflect and I love what you said about not focusing on what you're stepping out of but what you're stepping into so that you can be present wherever you are in whatever situation you're in so what has been the most rewarding part of baking and creating this business. So for me, the most rewarding is when I step back from doing some type of a baking project and it's just there and it's just beautiful. And I look at it and I'm like, I did that. I did that. That, I I think one reason why sometimes I'm amazed is because there are things that click in my mind that I know is an internal talent from God because I don't have a formal education for baking. And so there are things that I just instinctively know that you would have learned if you had that formal education. 
or that you read or you pick up or the experience that have been put into baking. And so something didn't work, and so you kind of modify it, and then it clicks, and you're like, oh, that's what I needed to do. You know, that's the experience that comes with that. And so when I see a finished project or a reception that I, you know, helped plan, and you step away, and it's, like, beautiful, and it just has all come together, and you're just like, wow, like, I, I did that. And it, and it just is such a rewarding feeling when you see people smile or they're just so thankful. Or a week later, the bride's mom comes up and she's like, thank you so much. That was great. You know, that's what's rewarding is when little things can be remembered a month mm-hmm. later, a year later, a week later, whatever the time frame is, but that somebody remembers it and they see you and that's what they remember and they say it. Because... One thing that has kind of changed for me, initially when I started baking, Abby said this, that it was to bring in additional income. And that still is always going to be there. Like, that isn't not an issue. But but it kind of became like, well, is that the main reason why I'm doing this? Like, I started questioning, like, why am I doing this? Because sometimes, you know, I'm up for three days straight because I've taken on a lot of orders. Not so much this summer, but, you know, like May was crazy and April was crazy crazy and December can get crazy and so you know there are days when I'm I'm up I mean there was one day that I was in the bakery for 24 hours straight I mean I got there and when I left it was the exact same time that I got there you know wow and so you you start to think like why you know why am I doing this well back in April or the end of March it was the end of March I had and a really a good friend, we had lost touch a little bit because of how life is, because she um, was in Illinois and then in Wisconsin, and then, you know, I'm in Kansas, and so you, you lose touch. But I knew she was battling cancer, and a year ago, right before everything kind of closed down, I was out in Illinois, and she happened to come over and to my friend's house where we were at, and us three are friends, and so we sat around and talked, and it was a lot of fun, and... and um, a year goes by, well, you know, 2020 hit, and so a year goes by, and her sister reaches out and says, I'd really like you to make a cake for her birthday. How could we get it to her? You know, how could we get it out here? And she was turning 42. And I'm like, no worries. I mean, I'm, I'm totally there. Like, I don't even care if I have mm-hmm. to close the bakery down for a day. Like, we are there, you know. So well, we went out, had her birthday party, and then within a month, I think she passed. I think Mm. it could have been a little over, but I mean, it was in that time frame. And, you know, she had a very strong faith. And so I'm very sad because one thing at her funeral, she wanted everybody to know is that she did not lose her battle to cancer. She won her victory to eternal life with Jesus. Mm. And so I was, I was like, yep, that's right. She did. But for me, it was like, I lost my dad very suddenly in 2017. He was only 65 this friend is 42 and I'm like you know life is really short and so what it kind of became for me was I get to help people celebrate whatever moment they're celebrating in their life life is so short and we forget that we forget how life is so short and I just realized that that is something that I get to do for people. I get to help them celebrate those moments. There are times I I just really know that when I'm doing a project, 
it's like this is very important for me to do this project because I just there's just something inside of me saying that this is an important celebration that needs to be done and there was a weekend that I got to do two cakes in one weekend there was two couples celebrating not related or anything but just two couples celebrating their 60th year anniversary wow that's amazing you know when you think about they've been married for 60 years and in the same weekend two couples were celebrating that I'm like that's amazing for so many reasons you know it's amazing and I just really appreciate that so one thing that I do is on my posts, I'll do the hashtag celebrate life. And then I do the little like sparkle emoji, you know, like it has like the uh-huh. three little, yeah. So that's just kind of like my little, <laughs> so if you like type that in, you see like a lot of my projects because of oh, that. That's great. So it's kind of like my little thing, you know, yeah. I've never really said it out loud. I don't think I just, I just kind of started doing it because I'm like, I'm going to make my own little hashtag, you know? So, Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, that's an incredible part of art that a lot of times people forget about. Just the celebration of life and being human. And I don't know, especially when it is a business and you do have to focus on numbers and income. And like you said, you're like, that's always going to be a part of it. But to realize that there's just so much more and that... God gives us gifts for certain reasons, too. He doesn't just work with the missionaries and the pastors and yeah. the people doing, you know, the the very high and mighty Christian work. Like, he uses the artists, the bakers, the teachers, everyone in their own specific, yeah. special way. Yeah. Has there been any surprising parts of baking that you just did not see coming? I mean, besides the whole thing in general? <laughs> That's true. Basically the whole thing, I guess. <laughs> like my whole life. Like, you know, there's that, there's that saying where it says, sometimes you have to um, step back and I don't want to say mourn the life you thought you were going to have because that sounds so dramatic and so terrible. But it's like you have to just stop and be like, okay, that's the life I thought I was going to have. It's not it. I'm done. I'm going to lay it down. And now I'm moving forward. And it's like, I laugh when I read those memes or whatever, because I'm like, yep, I get it. I totally get it. Like, that is that is me to a T. Like, I never thought that I would be on this path. (laughs) Just never thought that. And so it's, I think the other thing, too, is just like, I didn't realize how much of a fixed mindset I had. And so, like, I kind of like things to some degree just to kind of stay the same and they don't. They can't. They have to keep moving. So I was actually, that was a conversation over the weekend. That's probably why I'm bringing it up, because it's like, there has to be that fine line of knowing what maybe needs to stay fixed a little bit, and what you always mm-hmm. kind of need to be, okay, this needs to change, or this needs to change. And, and so I'm getting better at that, instead of thinking, I just want all of it to stay the same, just for a little bit, so I can understand if it's, if it's working. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Lots of surprises just in normal changes and growth and <laughs> just yeah. a lot of things yeah. that you can't see coming. <laughs> mm. Speaking of changes, so you're in the process of moving to a new location? Is I that am. Right? Yep, I am. Okay. Yeah, really cool brick building. So now we're moving equipment in there and getting countertops and things set and um, I'm looking into trying to find some boards for the menu options and like drink options and then different things that are available and 
yeah, I kind of got overwhelmed, uh, probably end of June, beginning of July, into July, got overwhelmed, got scared, got fearful, got really into my head, overthought. I mean, I was think overthinking everything. That's why meditation became pretty huge because I couldn't hardly put thoughts together. I mean, it just, it was, it was just really bad. Like for the first time in my life, I was like, wow, like I can't hardly, uh, focus. So I knew I needed to do something to just calm myself. And yeah, so, so that definitely helped and kind of helped me work through. Um, and then I was traveling and so just kind of everything became kind of a big cluster of way too many thoughts of, you know, it was just a mess, but got through that and got really excited. And so now I'm just monitoring my orders. So I'm trying to kind of say no to a few more things just so that I can concentrate on finishing up some of these details so we can get some stuff shipped here, get it, you know, get it figured out and get in by the end of September. And I I think what I'm excited about is I felt like everything had to be so perfect and put together. And or what I'm thinking now is it doesn't like, again, this is one of those things. It's always going to change. Like, you know, you're mm-hmm. not you're not going to move in and have it set, and it's going to be this brand new kitchen that looks established. There's a, a brand new kitchen that looks established, like that it's been around for twelve years. Like, that's not yeah. how it works. <laughs> it's a brand new kitchen that's going to ever be evolving. You know, so you got to I got to yes. keep that in mind that it's a, it's process. a process, and I got to stop worrying about other people's perceptions because they're not in it. You know, they're not in it in the process mm-hmm. of of the whole thing. So. Yes. That's awesome. What are you looking forward to the most in your new location? And are there any areas you would like to see your business grow in in the next year or two years, whatever um, time frame you want to put that in? (laughs) So one thing that has always kind of been my first love that I really, really, really love is coffee. Um, Mm, I have kind of a whole separate dream goal bucket list of what I'd like to do with coffee. So that is something that I'm very excited about to be a part of, to be involved in, is coffee. I mean, I know at this point that I won't be the one majority doing the coffee because I can't be up front in the counter. You know, I'm hiring some people for that, or I won't be there consistently up front helping people. But I'm excited to kind of have my own little place with that. You know, that's just kind of something that I've always enjoyed. I think the other thing is, is I'm just kind of excited to have, again, like my own little place. Like I want people when they walk in to feel warmth and just to be like, you know, this is just a fun place, you know, just a place that well, I'll, I'll have some seating and, um, you know, they can just come and sit and, you know, just a comfortable place. And, and, and that's what I just keep envisioning and and looking forward to that and then on a personal maybe more what I would do with my hands is I really want to see how far I can take it with cakes you know a lot of people you know the the more you decorate a cake whatever elements are put into it the higher the price gets and so then they kind of start backing off and that's fine that's totally fine so a few things that I feel like I just kind of need to do is take some time and maybe just kind of do an extravagant cake or an extravagant dessert and you know not really with the intention of making money off of it I mean maybe selling pieces of cake or dessert or whatever but 
just to kind of do it for the internet, do it for the gram, you know, whatever. Yes. And then also, I would like to do fresh breads. That all sounds super cool, and it makes me really excited for you to open so I can come and visit. And it's cool to hear you just describe that building. It kind of makes a full circle back to you studying interior design and falling in love with color and flowers and it's all centered around atmosphere and creating an atmosphere and it's so exciting to hear you working on that and being able to have your own space that you can control all yeah, of that. Yeah, I'm glad you said that cuz that that is true. Like yeah, I, that was a good good job. Like I didn't even really fully do that whole like full circle thing. <laughs> it's kind of it's a little bit easier when you're saying it all at once your whole life in just one hour <laughs> to pick up on a few of those things. <laughs> Well, awesome. That's so, I'm so excited for you and for your business. And last question, I think I asked Hannah the same thing. It's kind of just a fun thing to ask bakers is, what is your favorite thing to bake? Hmm. If you have one. Oh, I, um, so there's so many layers in that question. Because it could be, well, what's your favorite thing to bake? Because you know you can make money off of it. What's your favorite thing to bake? Because you know you can be really super and creative, you know, creative with it. What's your favorite thing to bake? Because nobody else does it. You know, like, I know that's oh, not yeah. what you yeah. asked. But, again, that's my, <laughs> too many. you know, overthinking. Like, I can't just answer, you know, because it's too, too many, you know, variables in my answer. Yes. <laughs> um, so... Okay, so I will say that one thing that was really fun that we did one day is we did a Little Debbie bake day. So we made Little Debbie treats. And, like, the cosmic brownies were amazing. And, like, I don't, I've never actually, I've had one cosmic brownie in my life. They always looked like, they just looked so gross to me. Um, (laughs) And so, like, for me, it wasn't even so much about doing my favorite little Debbie treats, it was more just how can we do this? You know, like how can yeah. we make this fun or what what can we do different? And so it kind of started with we did a Swiss cake roll and then that idea just kind of went from there like, well, what if we did cosmic brownies? And then what if we did like Nutter Buddies? That, that was a lot of fun. Like it was just, just kind of a fun thing to experiment with. But, you know, as far as... Um, Sugar cookies stress me out, but I really do like experimenting with buttercream frosting and sugar cookies because I'm not a huge fan of royal icing. Mm -hmm. And so I always like to think, like, how could I take buttercream and make a cookie look really amazing that's kind of fun to be like here's here's what you can do with buttercream and and again it helps me kind of step away from like that perfectionistic like Mm -hmm. view whether it's pinterest or instagram that it always looks so perfect you know and then you step away from your projects and you're like really this is the best i can do you know (laughs) but then when you really step back you're like no no you this is good like quit it you know this is all going to be eaten or at least you hope it's going to be eaten so (laughs) you want it to taste it's the first priority (laughs) i think that's the biggest thing for me is just i i like to make good desserts make a really good dessert that people are going to eat and it can still be pretty but it's not like it's 
mediocre because it's the cake's been sitting there for so long because you've had to like do so much detail on it or yeah all that stuff that's super cool yeah Oh, awesome. <laughs> I was not expecting Little Debbie's as the answer, but that's well. awesome. <laughs> the problem, it seems like you really like problem solving and figuring out, like, how can I make this in this way, whether it's with buttercream frosting so I, it tastes better or, I mean, I guess that's kind of the same thing you did with Little Debbie's. How can I make Little Debbie's but make them taste good kind yeah. of thing? Yeah, That's awesome. <laughs> that's funny because I would never, I was even thinking... Oh, I I really, really enjoy Kara Golden. She is the founder and CEO of Hint Water. And one reason why I started following her is because she calls herself the accidental entrepreneur. And then her book is Undaunted. And I, I relate to that because, I, you know, like in my story, like I, you know, was not looking to be an entrepreneur. And so, so she, um, one of her things I think was like, stay curious and, or she calls herself a problem solver. Like she likes to solve problems. And I'm like, that's probably where I just, I just don't like, I don't like problems. I don't want to solve problems, but I think we all, when we're doing it because we want to do it, we're not looking at it as solving problems. We're, we're Mm -hmm. just trying to create a product, mm-hmm. you know, that we can enjoy. So that's interesting that you said that because I was even just <laughs> thinking a couple weeks ago, I'm not a problem solver. Like, don't oh, come hilarious. to me for your problems. That's true. I've never thought about it that way, but it's true. Like, when I think of problems, I'm like, I think of all the problems that frustrate me that I don't want to deal with. <laughs> yeah. But when they're, they're fun problems, like, how can I make this certain color with gouache? Like, how can I blend these colors together or paint this certain thing? I don't see it as a problem, but... I guess it technically is, and I'm solving it, but yeah. when you enjoy it and it's your passion, you don't think about it that way. Yeah. That's cool. Well, where can people find you? Are you on Instagram, email, websites? What's your What's your best yes. way to um, Facebook, and I think it's actually at Sweet Rosie's Place on Facebook. I mean, Sweet Rosie's is what you search, and then anyway. So Sweet Rosie's is on Facebook, and then... Sweet Rosie's is also on Instagram. And and then as far as everything else, working on a website or getting a, a website refined and, and organized as we speak. And yeah, and then along with that, there will be places to contact me with like email and stuff like that. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for talking today. It was amazing. I had a great time. <laughs> Thanks for asking me to come on today. And it was fun. So fun.